welcome to the Pete Speaks with Grace podcast. I'm Pete. I am a deacon in the Catholic Church out of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm, in a, I'm actually in a suburb. And I'll have to tell you, um, you know, you've, you've heard who I am over these last few episodes. So I'll just tell you a little bit more about myself. I have two kids. I don't think I've mentioned that yet. So as a deacon, I'm married. I have two children. They're uh, 30 and 32. And I have one grandson. Now I'm speaking with Grace. I'm Dr. Gina Grace Charles. I'm married to Shimmy Charles. He's a software professional. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'll, I'll say something nice about you and Shimmy. You and Shimmy both. Shimmy is a great photographer. He does, um, people can look him up on uh, Facebook and and like his Facebook account. He, he posts uh, lot, lots of uh, religious and Catholic uh, photographs on his site. So I'll give Shimmy a shout out. But Shimmy helps us quite a bit behind the scenes on this podcast. He helps with editing. He does. He does. So we're going to uh, start part two of this podcast. And uh, this is on um, angels. Are there really angels in this world? In the spiritual realm? Maybe I'm wrong in saying in this world, but in the spiritual realm. In in our lives, do they interact with us? So if you listen to the first half, we're going to continue that discussion. How how are you liking this so far? It's obviously a good topic because we're uh, we went quite long on this. Much more to say. Okay, so we're you can reach us at our email addresses, Pete and Grace. Pete, it's either Pete at PeteSpeaksWithGrace.com or Grace at PeteSpeaksWithGrace.com. Please email either one of us with any questions you, you may have or any prayer requests. We also ask you to subscribe to our channel and we are um, honing in on some sponsors for our channel, but if you are interested in sponsoring, please email us. Uh, please uh, go to our Patreon account and support us financially with um, a couple dollars. That would be really wonderful. It would help us out quite a bit in uh, deferring some of the expenses of our podcast. Here we go, part two. I I teach a homiletics class. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking of using, you know, I use a sign that says, hey, you're, you know, first of all, we don't want the homilies to go much, much more than seven, eight minutes, especially from deacons. (laughs) (laughs) I would say 10 minutes. You know, people, people don't, our listeners can respond, you know, do you like a 15 minute, 20 minute homily? I think most people can be more concise. But anyway, I was, I, I use a sign in the back says you have um, one minute left, then a sign zero minutes left. You're over basically red and it's to try to train them to be on time. But you're telling me all I have to do is start that Hail Mary to the guardian angel and they will. Isn't that, isn't that simple? I love it. I love it. It's so simple. Okay. So one another instant is a friend. So she, she used to be in the same college with me, but after that many years, we were not in touch with each other. Once she met me on the road and she spoke with me, got my number and contacted me later. She was going through a crisis in her married life. Her husband and she, they, they were fighting with each other and he just went away, leaving her um, and the family and the child, okay? So they have no contact with each other at that time. And she told me that he has, he, she got information that he has gone to another country altogether. Mm-hmm. So no contact with each other. 
And, uh, and so she, he left her. Yeah. So she was asking me what to do, mm-hmm. right? So I told her this. I told her, do this beginning from this day. Start praying rosary every single day, but don't pray it alone. Ask the guardian angel of your husband to come and join you. You imagine your husband, his guardian angel, your guardian angel, and you, okay, four, of, four of you together, holding hands and praying the rosary together. So she started doing that from that day. And within one month, you know what happened? One day, like she felt, okay, I need to, they used to have a common email account. So she thought, okay, she was all of a sudden reminded of that right after praying a rosary one day. And she um, opened that email account and she saw a message by her husband. And that was a long message that was almost like cursing and all the filthy, ugly words. She wanted to read that out to me. I told her, no, 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 please. I don't want to listen to that because it was horrible, okay? That was the first mail that she saw. She responded to that. Gradually, they started communicating over that platform and they became... They came closer to each other. And within like uh, two months, he came to visit her gradually. The next year, I should say, she left this country to join him in the other country. They were united. And after that, they came to see me. We prayed together. So this was a miracle. That she, she would say this every time whenever people come with crisis. And I, I've seen that this has helped other people too. So they were not in touch with each other, but... The guardian angels brought them together again. Right. So, I mean, after that, you know, when I pray for people, so some people will come and tell me in the church, like, my son is not coming to the church or my daughter is going through this crisis. And I would tell them, why don't you pray with their guardian angels? And that's always, always brought help to many people, real life incidents. But, you know, in the life of many saints, like St. Vincent Ferrer, St. Bernard, and this, these were great preachers. Right? So when they go to preach to different cities, when they address a crowd, they will pray to the guardian angels of the people over there. Mm-hmm. Like invoking for a moment, like St. Vincent for would just, you know, look into the auditorium or hall or wherever they are gathered and, you know, just scan through the people while in, invoking the, the, the support of the guardian angels so that people will get converted to Jesus. Right. Just wanted to share that. Yeah, that's a great story. So So why don't we just, you know, uh, list some of the ways that we could, um, you know, walk with the angels. Walk with the angels. So we have a few minutes remaining before we look at some emails. How can our listeners, I guess, invoke or speak with or pray to when they're praying to God? How can they how can they invoke the guardian angel? So I think, Pete, um, we don't just pray. Of course, we pray to St. Michael. And you know what I'm suggesting is we don't just pray to them. In fact, that's not what they're meant to be. They are meant to be walking with us, right? We have a guardian angel. We have many angels in addition to guardian angels. So one of the things about the angels is that we have angels for every single place, every single person, every single object even. So, it's, so some ways of... Uh, you know, walking, living with the guy, with our angels is certain things. Like, for example, we we go out of the house to work, okay? So we lock the door, we put a cross there and ask an angel to stand there to guard the house. We lock our car in the parking lot and we are moving, going into the mall. We can 
just put a cross there and ask an angel to stand there, God, or anything, you know, any object we can. So that's one way we could try to do. Another way is, you know, many years ago, I was going through a difficult time. So before the difficult ordeal began, I had a vision of a huge angel. I was praying the divine office on, on a patio and I saw this huge angel, very large. And I was, I mean, the size was was what actually took my breath away. It was so huge. He, mm-hmm. he was so huge. But that was the beginning of a difficult time. I didn't know at that time. So after the difficult phase probably like lasted many, many months, I looked back and I saw, because the end of the difficult time, I saw really angelic intervention in my life, okay? So then when I look back now, I can see that this angel, my guardian angel, was there, like like before it even began, to warn me, to show that he's so huge, so big that he can handle this for me. He can handle this, and he did. I, which I realized towards the end of that difficult time. So one another way would be whenever we are in difficulties, just know that this giant, you know, with, is with us. He is so stronger than any of our normal human people around us, any of our normal human situations, objects. He's so big and he is for us. He's, he, he lives for our So do welfare. we pray to an angel like we do a saint where we ask for intercession or are we asking for an angel? Do we say, guardian angel, please be with me? What's, yeah. the, what's like the typical uh, request of an angel versus... Just, just asking God. So, so you know what? The traditional Catholic prayer towards a guardian angel is to guide me, support me, you know, throughout the day. That's right. a morning prayer to the guardian angel, right? So, it's that's a prayer, but it shouldn't end there. That's my suggestion. We can pray, okay, intercede for me, be with me, but then just walk with him. Which that's that's his purpose. That's the purpose of every angel. Saint Michael, as you said, is different because he has another commission. The, uh, in the book of Daniel, we read only Michael can stand against the enemies. In the sense, the higher order of enemies, a- angels, right? And many churches pray the prayer of Saint Michael at the end of a mass, especially especially during the weekday, asking Saint Michael to um, help with the fight against evil in the world. So that was because the Pope Leo Thirteenth mm-hmm. wrote that prayer right after he had a vision of um, Satan's power over humankind, right? And which actually it was like a prophecy. A prof- he was prophesying into the twenty-first century, which actually manifested all those difficult uh, times for the church. Many, you know, um, sexual revolution, all those different world wars. Communism, everything happened, right? So just before that, he had this vision and then he wrote, he just, after the vision, that happened right after he was offer, offering mass, he went into his office and just composed that prayer. It was a whole big one. We have a, a you know, a shorter version. At that time, it was from, from Rome, which made it uh, mandatory for every law mass said in the church. After Vatican II, that was removed, but I, I guess today it's coming back again into you know, most of our churches have that, right? Right. And if people want to um, experience a prayer to St. Michael and, and to the angels that's even more um, intense and personal, they can pray the chaplet of St. Michael, right. which actually comes with a 
Um, you can buy, it looks like a rosary, but it's different. And we won't go into the details, but it, it actually has a different count and cadence to it. And the prayers are, are very beautiful. And it's about fighting sin and evil in our lives. Right. The most significant aspect of that chaplet is that it invokes the nine choirs of angels. So, um, oh, that's right. Yeah. So first of all, um, cherubim, seraphim, um, thrones, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities, angels and archangels, archangels and angels in that order. But um, that and the promise that comes along with the Saint Michael's chaplet is that when a person who recites that chaplet every day, mm-hmm. when he goes to receive communion, one angel from each of this choir will accompany him to receive communion. Isn't that a privilege? That is very much so. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, for me, uh, Hail Mary. When we say Hail Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace. Those are the words spoken by an angel. So that is why whenever I invoke an angel's help or protection or anything, I will pray Hail Mary because that is their prayer that came out of the mouth of an angel. That is a very good point. Probably. So another practical tip for us would be that, you know, in whatever situation we need a help, ask our angel, but pray with a Hail Mary. That will just, you know, they are on it. They are and on is fire. is Hail Mary biblical? Yes. it's. And that phrase was, was um, written in the Gospel of Luke, so very much so. So I do have an email, and it's a, um, in listening to your podcast on forgiveness, I struggle with a family relationship. So this is kind of a personal email from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Can you say a prayer for me and for my healing when it comes to this family member? So what kind of a prayer, if somebody has a situation where they want to pray and they're just learning how to pray, mm-hmm. what would you recommend for so, a, a prayer of this type? Yeah, so that person listened to our podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So that person would know what we were saying about forgiveness and it's just let go. But for praying, if he, if he or she is still finding it difficult, one way that I would suggest is to imagine, uh, suppose it's Pete and Grace, we have a problem between each other. This would be one of the easiest ways to, to see Jesus on the cross and Pete and Grace standing in front of that cross. Mm-hmm. So blood of Jesus was shed for us. And unforgiveness is, is just a version of, hard-heartedness. We cannot be tender and cannot be forgiving. That that don't go together. If I shouldn't forgive Pete, I should be hard-hearted, right? So Jesus, his tender most heart was pierced on the cross and he was willing to undergo that, right? So the best way for that person would be to imagine the person whom he or she cannot forgive in front of the cross, both of them looking into the face of Jesus on the cross and imagining the blood of Christ flowing into their lives from, from that cross and receiving that healing equally, because here we are equal. This is the only place in the universe where we all are sinners. We all are in search of mercy. And this is the only place in the whole universe where mercy is available 
freely flowing into our lives. So they could hold hand together in that situation and accept Jesus for your sake. And you said, forgive them for they know not. I'm sure I have done thousands of sins in my life. Forgive me because I knew not forgive this other person of my family because he or she didn't know, right? And or, or even if they know, doesn't matter. It's just that we all are one here seeking your mercy. My hard-heartedness and that person's wrongdoing towards me, both are equal. So heal us. Right. And, then, and then spend a moment there receiving that healing blood flowing into both these lives, holding hands together. I guess that will work. Yeah, and and if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's a it's 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 in our archives. I think it'd be a really good podcast for people to listen to, especially those who are who have family situations and forgiveness issues in their lives. Um, the second email I received was from a. Uh, I just got back from college and I started my first job. Now I'm going to my own parish and it's new to me. Are there ways for me to start at a parish and find friends? Basically, if I was to summarize this email, it's quite longer than that. But they're looking for how do I start at a parish? How do I find some new friends? And how do I get involved? Any suggestions? Now, I would suggest, I would suggest that they attend mass for a period of time, attend any social events that occur during that time, start to start to look at the ministries of that parish and see what speaks to them and see if God leads them to one of those ministries and then maybe join that ministry. But, but don't be, don't be too quick because, you know, some thing you might, you might jump, jump into a ministry and then find, ah, this isn't really for me. Um, also look for ministries where people of your, your own interests might be involved, a young adult ministry, for example. Or also your talents. For example, you, you are a good orator, or you mm-hmm. can read well, but only become a lector, right? So right. look into your own talents. Or, or maybe you are a very outgoing person. You like entertaining people. You like receiving people. Then you can actually become part of the ushers, right? Mm-hmm. Ushers or greeters. So, so that would be one, one way of uh, finding a ministry that's true to you. That won't bore you or, you know. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's interesting too. There's um, there's liturgical ministries. So also Eucharistic minister, um, working in a tech room, greeters. There's all of those ministries during the mass. And then there's the, the non-liturgical ministries. And um, one of the parishes by my home just started a ministry called the, for photographers, and I thought, you know, there's probably two reasons for that. One, they're looking for photographers. <laughs> so when they have an event, they have a list of people they can right. call from. And two, they're trying to engage people within the parish. They're trying to engage them into the parish, into their Catholic life with other Catholics. 
because otherwise, uh, otherwise, if they have this f interest of photography and they can, they they may have to just you know find some secular, and maybe they'll do this anyway. Find a, a photography group outside of the church. But what's greater than um, what's greater than doing these things within our own Catholic family That's in our good, own community? That's a good initiative, right? So also, if you are a teacher by profession. You can just uh, become a PSR teacher or an RCA teacher, you know, if you have that in you. So anything that you have, basically, that can be converted into a gift for the church. That's the easiest way to involve without much strain from your side. That's right. All and right. I have a question, Pete. Sure. Um, a question for me? Yeah. This is my question, okay? <laughs> so, um, though I saw one of your mails previously, uh, um, a listener was asking about sports events and something like that. So I thought, so how do you include your sports in your spiritual life? How do they go hand in hand? Oh, you mean like I was talking about earlier, I'm in the, um, I go to um, an Atlanta Falcon game. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to do a future podcast on does God does God pick a winner? Okay. All right. Because in my, uh, I'll just tell a quick story. Okay. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm an NFL fan. You're not even going to remember this, Grace, because uh, if you remember this, I will be amazed. You are teaching me all the stuff. I will remember. Go ahead. There was a scenario, and all I all I have to say is twenty eight to three. Does that make any sense to you? That's a lead. No, it is a lead. It is a lead. So my Atlanta Falcons were in the Super Bowl with. The New England Patriots, they were winning that Super Bowl 28 to 3 with very, with more than half the game gone. And I had a huge party at my house. We started to lose that lead more and more and more. I started to pray more and more and more. God, please bring a Super Bowl to Atlanta. What is happening here? And we lost. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think we tend to um, pray sometimes for winners or losers, or we pray for experiences. Players, um, oh, let me, let me, I, I will mention as well that players before a game, usually it's the night before, a priest, a local priest will go and say mass for the visiting team in their hotel. And I've known priests personally who have done that. And I've, I've said, well, why don't you bring me as a deacon so that I can meet <laughs> some of these players? <laughs> but the players in general are praying. They're praying together. They may, they may say a little bit of a prayer. Let me, let, you know, let us be a little bit better than our op opposition. But what they're really praying for is safety and um, performance. They want to perform at their best, just like we do at work. We do at home. We want to be safe. We want to be healthy. And they're praying. That's what they're praying for. And that's really what we should be praying for is that, you know, if I'm going to a game in downtown Atlanta, I want, I want uh, Carol and Carol, my wife and I to be safe in our journey. We did have that podcast where I, I just speed through the line with no ticket. Right. We right? did have. Yeah. That was a great one. That was a great one. All right. So, so we're going to finish with a prayer. And um, 
Today, our focus on prayer will be the protection we receive from our guardian angel is with us and our guardian angel is here to protect us. And um, I'll let you pray, Grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, we want to thank you for the great gift of guardian angels, great gift of angels. You created them for your glory to fulfill your will. And your will is that every single human being should reach eternity in your love. And you have given us these powerful ministers to support us in our lives. We pray, O oh dearest Father, that we will walk with them. We will think of them every day, frequently, remembering that they are near us to support us. And also, Father, we pray that when we are praying for other people, when we are interceding for other people, our guardian angels and their guardian angels will be united in bringing people back to your heart, in bringing miracles into their lives. We pray that we will grow more in holiness by depending on the protection and guidance from our guardian angels. We also pray that in every single task, duties that you have placed for us in this lives, we will have our angelic companions to accompany us and we will sense their presence and use their help in our daily life. And also, Father, we pray for families who are facing difficulties. We'll have their guardian angels bringing them together, binding them together in prayer and union. We pray that your guardian angels will guard us safe in our spiritual battles, in our temptations, in our dangerous situations, in our travels, in our studies, in our exams, in our workplaces. May we find your guardian, guardian angels, your angels everywhere. Wherever we visit, may we meet with the angels of that place. Wherever we enter, Maybe any restaurant, any place, any place, any place of recreation, entertainment, wherever we go. Maybe find the angels that you have assigned for those places and receive their support and guidance. Blessed Mother, Queen of Angels, send forth 12 legions of angels for each of us that we will fulfill God's will in this life and be a victorious person by utilizing the powerful support of our angels. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it so was in the, the beginning, beginning is, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. The Almighty God bless us and all of our listeners, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. We finally finished this podcast, Grace. Part two is done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Peter. It was awesome. You know, this one, I mean, it's just after my own heart, I should say. <laughs> we had so many technical difficulties doing this one as well. I mean, a little behind the scenes, 
we recorded a huge segment and uh, Deacon Pete forgot to press the record button. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Creating a podcast is not easy work. So you guys need to pray for us. And support us. Support us by hitting the like button, subscribing to our channel on your favorite platform. Go out to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And leave us some comments. We really appreciate that. And we hope you're enjoying our channel. And um, we hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless you all. God bless you.